0: All right, folks, welcome aboard Sports Insider Radio from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing to be joined by John and Mike from johnsyndicate.com. Plenty on the plate, hoping everybody is set for a wonderful holiday season. Inviting you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. number to call is 1-800-209-167. Nine as we gear up for an amazing holiday weekend, bowl season. There's so much on the plate. Let's bring the boys in, John and Mike. Hi, guys! Happy holidays. Happy holidays! Ho ho ho! I'm ready to stop everybody talking with cash. Hey look, I got the beard. I get to say that I got the beard, baby. You do. I just got a. Are you you going to frosty it up for uh, the holidays or what? I think we might have to have a
1: little uh, Monday night doubleheader frosty action on that doubleheader in the NFL on Christmas
0: Day. Like you said, and and we've been talking, uh, it will be Christmas Day, but uh, you will be in the office. Yeah, I mean, look, the reality is, you
1: know, the NFL players don't get to not work. The college games, the NBA teams, there's always some sporting event. People don't realize that, unlike the stock market, if you're actually – betting on sports for a living, the reality is you have an opportunity basically, you know, I would say 364 days out of 365 days a year because, you know, this is Entertainment to a lot of people, and therefore the show must go on, so to speak.
0: I will just say politely: I, if, I don't know if you're doing a speakerphone thing there, but it's a it's a little sketchy. I'll just throw that out there. There you go. How about now? Oh, better? see the dulcet tones. Okay. You're trying to multitask and uh, do eleven I was things at once. Multi-task. Yes, you I was were. Trying to multi-task. Yes, you yes, were. Sure. <laughs> Much better. <But> listen, <laughs>
1: listen. Yesterday we were on the radio show on your on your radio show, and we were talking about college basketball and the, the worst team in the nba with the best record but what i liked yesterday is that they, they the line was basically plus one so they had to win the game outright and they didn't the cleveland cavaliers so it goes back to like again we got a one-hour show here to break down a lot of these bowl games but i want to in the beginning of the show make a point if you're driving down the road if you're listening on an espn affiliate if you're if you're listening on the on the streaming uh, service at sportsbookradio.com or uh, this, or um, dot and you're trying to make money, understand. Yesterday, our clients were greeted with uh, what was that game? Belmont. That's correct. Plus six and a half points. Another obscure matchup. What was that thing against St. Austin or something? St. Something plus
0: 15 <laughs> Oh and a half. no! Wait no wait a minute. You you can, you can pronounce Finnish soccer teams. But you can't pronounce college basketball. The point team. is, the,
1: the point is, <laughs> That's is funny. That, and then we had two totals for the game in NHL, and they both won. So the you know uh, the average guy calling the office is texting about all these games and i said take two total you know we had two totals on the board in the nhl and we had two obscure college basketball games and the reality is you must literally not care what shape the ball is i've said it i'm beating the drum again because this is where we say make it a december to remember but if you want to march on to the new year with profits and your whole focus mike was just talking to a client before we got on the air and all he was interested in was tonight's bowl game and to me that is a um a a losing man's position because mike said listen closer to game time closer to you know four o'clock pacific standard time we'll have more information on all the games and all he cared about was that smu louisiana tech game and so to me that's the wrong strategy to be successful i just wanted to have my little rant and now we're back to talking and breaking down
0: individuals. Well, and I think your point is, uh, because it's the only game on TV, doesn't necessarily mean uh, it's the game that you should saddle up to. Now, that doesn't mean that there may not be something to consider in this game, Mike. And uh, in bowl season, we're trying to figure out a whole lot of uh, scenarios that are very much intangible in between the lines. And in this game specifically tonight, uh, we're seeing money coming in on Louisiana Tech. Uh, And and there are a myriad of reasons. I think the biggest one would be we're seeing four on the board for SMU, and there are three and a half popping up. The total's going up. They're two high octane teams. The total's gone from 70 up to 71 and a half. But the real story here, and again, you talk about possibly a halftime wager is the way to approach this game, because for SMU, their coach, Chad Morris, Left and is going to Arkansas, and the new coach next year, Sonny Dykes, is coming in, and he's actually going to coach the game tonight. So he's literally walking in, introducing himself to these guys, and going to be coaching against a pretty good coach in Skip Holtz.
2: Well, I mean, and and it could go either way. Like we talk about with a lot of these, you know, college teams that lose their coaches and the coaches just leave right before the bowl game or the other scenario is if they didn't get the bowl game they expected to be in are they going to be up for the challenge or are they just pack it in for the year because it's it's not of a high profile of a game but with this situation it's being that he's there and he's going to be there next year he's going to fire these guys up because it's just going to give him momentum for recruiting and the bottom line is you're not going to be able to see that right off the bat you want to see how the first half prevails how these teams establish dominance on each other, especially with SMU with a completely new offensive system. And then in the second half, you have a much better you know, eyeball test to see how this could help you in making a better decision. Because right now you're just going in blind. with the Well, system. you
0: are, and I would say that we've had other situations like this in past years. But we had one that just reared its head this past weekend here in the Las Vegas Bowl where Oregon's Oregon. coach was gone, and Mario Cristobal, their offensive coordinator, who will be the coach next year, he came in, and he's going to run the thing. But he'd been there all year long. And they weren't ready to play at the beginning of the game. Now, they got it going later, uh, but again, it's one of those things. You just don't know until you see them play. So, I mean, it is one of these things where, hey, just because the game kicks off doesn't mean the game's over. You can come back and do something with it at halftime.
2: Oh, right. What was that game last night? You said they were up five at the half, and they were... It was the Arizona State game. They were up five. They were Lane 37. They were up five at the half. The second half spread was 21 and they ended up winning by 34.
1: And there, these are the things where you basically have to be, again, little obscure games. I think they were playing Lipscomb or something. Right, well, uh,
0: well, or,
2: and and that one of the top covering and, teams in the country.
0: Right, and that's one of those scenarios uh, that you were talking about, John, conceivably on the front end. If you took the points for the game and then came back and laid the points for the second half, you, uh, I, I'm close. Uh, you, you're looking at what? Probably like a 10, 11, 12-point middle, and it got there.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and again, that goes back to not having your pom-poms on, is what I always say, not really rooting for an individual team. People start getting obsessed, and they want to know, like, what do you think about the uh, this game? What do you think about that game from a fan perspective? What do you think about the Colts? I think the Colts, if the number's right, then I'm on the Colts, and if I think the number's wrong, I'm on the Ravens. I'm, I'm a mercenary. I'm a betting mercenary, if that makes any sense. I just don't care. And listen, if you were buying points, people don't realize it. All the sports books on the Vegas Strip, as well as around the country, with however, the offshores or whatever, you can buy half points and full points. And so you get to manipulate your numbers. Sure, the juice is a little higher, but if you had 2.5 and, and you had 3.5 on the New England-Patriot-Pittsburgh-Steeler game or on the Oakland game, on the Sunday night game, you know, two middles came in, and as Kenny always said, it's easy, more games will land on three, and there was very few games hitting the number on that multiple early in the season. And now it's, you know, time for things to equal out and get their fair share of, you know, that 15% of the games that land on the number in the NFL, and that's exactly what happened. Both games that were marquee matchups on three, they landed on three. Some guys had two and a half And, like, this goes back to line management. If you love the dog and you had plus 2.5 in either one of those matchups, you know, you better buy that half a point so you don't lose by half a point. At the minimum, I would prefer to buy a point and make make the money. But the reality is is that I never understood taking 2.5 or taking 6.5 and and being upset when they lose by 7 or 3 because you're worried about the extra VIG because the VIGs actually return to you. When you win, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. No matter how much you lay, Brian, you're only laying it if you lose. It's an IOU to the the books that you're going to lay that extra vig if you lose. But when you win, it's refunded.
0: Well, you know, and there was a situation last night too, uh, Mike. Will uh, throw this at you. You had the Florida Atlantic game. Now it's a bowl game, and it's a ridiculously high number in the mid twenties uh, because they were playing a home game. Well yesterday well, also the
1: coach got a new contract and during and he was pumped up
0: during the day the coach gets a 10 year contract now if you're as you're watching the game last night they're up 30 points and Florida Atlantic went for two and on the broadcast they're talking about he literally was using that game as a showcase to the specifically to the market he resides in where seven on seven football with the skilled players that are available in Florida. Uh, he was showcasing his up tempo offense where they'll run a hundred plays a game, and I'm going to need four running backs and I'm going to need six wide receivers and this guy and the guy said he wants to get the fifty and sure enough. At the end, Florida covers the number, got to 50, but here's this guy racking up the score because he's on a recruiting mission.
2: Well, and, you know, and again, for any listener that's hearing this, just getting that angle, it's not just about statistics about the game and the previous results and how they are against the spread. That angle, which makes perfect sense because they're going to lose a lot of those guys to, you know, out-of-state to the Alabamas of the world, to obviously even Florida or Florida State. So to get athletes coming there, you have to make a statement, and what better way to do it than on national television with a coach that's going to be there for the next 10 years so you know the players have that comfort. And that's an angle that obviously played a big factor not only in the game last night, but going into it, if you have that angle and you know that that's going to be the case, that's an extra edge that you could add to the power rating on the game to – you know take a team that's laying such a heavy number
0: i played it very hard to believe that he'll be there for 10 years nonetheless right, right. What, what they're doing is they're sending the message is at least in the very short term for recruits uh that there's going to be continuity there and then in the course of that game where you, you you're sitting there and playing that game this guy's making a recruiting statement uh there are going to be situations like this in other bowl games where they're plotting a course for the future. Because how often, you know, John, every year at the beginning of a season and and you know, you try to project what's a team going to be like this year, many instances come next fall, they're going to say, we built up the momentum for this year in last year's bowl game. So they're, they're not just plotting a course for the game, they're plotting a course for the future, some guys that have a good plan.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the administration is. But in terms of the players, I don't know if I buy into it. Yeah, the administration. But they're, again, you know, I'm a little more of a cynic. They're not. A, you know, you could have the greatest coach in the world, but if you don't have the talent, it doesn't matter. So maybe I would let, go back to showcasing so you're scouting you're drafting people that want to come to your school are going to be more inclined to do so because really nobody likes to watch boring football which is why most people Americans don't like watching soccer they don't find it high octane high offensive enough and they, people enjoy you know watching people run back and forth up and down the field as much as we say great football is good defense the fans despise it they would rather see a shootout at the O.K. Corral and have a 100 point game because it's fun it's it's more entertaining to watch
0: no doubt about that and then we had some insane entertainment and controversy Listen, in the NFL this past lines week only 71 and it's going to go higher bud that, right, game, that game's going to close 72 72 so and l- going to keep going about
1: up officiating. let's talk about officiating and people that are jilted you know they all claim for that moment when they on the losing side of the 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 what was it uh
2: Michael the index card
0: <laughs> yeah, what was
2: it? The index card was a piece of paper. Uh, so folded, I don't know. He folded was. the index card, and they were stating that if he didn't fold it, would it have been a first down, Brian? So what, <laughs> what's your? Uh,
1: that,
0: that was insane.
1: But the point is, if you're somebody and you're wagering your hard-earned money or not hard-earned money, just profits from the season that you're up because you've been calling us and you're and you're watching that game. It, I mean, it, should a game have to come down to these? decisions in this state of age with computers and electronics and it's going to be 2018 in a few weeks i mean well i can speak first
0: i can speak firsthand to it you know we do our football parties in vegas over at sunset station it's a it's a it's a right. great venue and the people go nuts and it's in proximity to the book and rest assured everybody that's in that room's got a ticket on uh, you know the lion's share of the games but pretty much everybody in the room had a ticket on the new england pittsburgh game and, uh, you know, we've been doing this, and, and we see great reactions over the course of the last five years. We've done it there. Well, I'll tell you Sunday, when Je- uh, James caught the pass from Pittsburgh and went in, uh, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, the room was split 50-50, Patriots fans. Steelers fans were running around the room. Patriots fans, I mean, literally, uh, head in their hands. It was amazing. And all of a sudden, they showed the, they showed the replay, and the first time I saw it, and I'm like, I, they're not calling this a catch. That's going to be that you got to control it to the ground. Agree with it or disagree with it, but everybody's ah, like, oh, it's a touchdown. He made a football move, and I, I said I'm going to walk out of, out the door here just in case I don't want to get caught <laughs> with things getting thrown. And when that announcement that. came, I mean, I wasn't shocked. Now, I you know, it, the problem is it's the rule by the letter of the rule. I knew that call was coming. But, I mean, he caught it, made a football move, and reached. He could have just rolled into the end zone. But, again, that people, people got a ticket in their hand. They don't want to know about They just want the bottom line. And, believe me, the reaction for that was off the charts.
2: Well, we saw, uh, you know, I've actually, on that situation, we saw a Pittsburgh fan. It was on YouTube where you saw the <laughs> basically the timeline of the yeah. Gronk touchdown first, of him going nuts. Then they come down in the Juju Smith long catch down the field. Then they get the touchdown. Then it gets called off. I mean, just that whole timeline. But to talk on that catch for a second, the claim is he makes a football move, and as soon as it crosses the goal line, it's a touchdown. There is no more completing the catch because he had already completed I, I'm the with catch you. by making a football move.
0: I'm with you. So there's a gray great area. It's uh, sure. I mean, you can make a case either way. I mean, now, if he's doing that catch, and I'm with you, if he's doing that catch – uh going out of bounds absolutely no okay blah 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 the the breaking the plane is another one but again mike you'll remember this all goes back to everybody talks about the des bryant one right but that Calvin was in the johnson. field but that, that was in the field of play but the Calvin johnson one was the very first one and to your point that was in the end zone but he was in the end zone. Well, he didn't break the plane. So it, it is. It's, right, it, it's right. there, there. There's an element of confusion to this. But if you know, people are talking about it, that's for sure.
2: Well, it's like the Calvin Johnson. He he basically braced himself. The ball wasn't even moving. He completed the catch. He was he getting up. Himself. He was getting up, and the ball was on the ground. And he was he had the, a full grip. The ball wasn't even moving. But yeah. so in this, it's one of these things that it's just the gray area. But to have so much emotion in the line completely. <laughs> Flip and, and all the money's coming in, and it's a touchdown, it's, and then he throws an interception. They don't even go to overtime. I mean, I can only imagine in the sports books, and, uh, you know, the then, corruption that happens.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and, and people are calling and blaming you. Well, you 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 had the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay.
1: Well, uh, that goes back to you know, people say you know the games are fixed. I can never get a break and all this nonsense. And the reality is, if they, it was the same stuff going on before they ever got into wagering, and oh. that's why I go back to you know, being n- not one-dimensional and just right. hyper-focusing on one particular hey, sport. Hey, there,
0: there were two games this year where, uh, you know, the winning kick was made and basically, uh, you know, we we always... People get a chuckle uh, out of the, you know, the the rugby play, uh, the last play of the game when, you know, that's four seconds left and they're throwing laterals all right, across. Right, it. Right. There have been two games this year where that ended up getting in the hands of the other team, and they ran it in for a score, and it changed the side in the total.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Kansas City,
0: yeah. Kansas City, Washington and, was one.
2: Kansas City, Washington was the first one, and then it was. Uh, it's like two weeks Jaguars ago. Jaguars game. Yeah, it's two weeks ago. Sorry, the Philly game. The Philly game. Yeah, two the weeks flip. ago. Yep. Right, two weeks ago. Yep. <laughs> you don't All think right. he's rewatching little of these NFL games, dude?
1: <laughs> well, this guy, this is Mister Fantasy Man over here. He's
2: got every play. But the, the Kansas City game was by far. Oh, it we, changed we side and right total. Side. We, I had I, we I got lucky on that game. We'll even say you I won. Side, right, it was a yeah, side
0: and total. You won, I lost. And, but you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, nobody wants to hear this that it But it's like uh, you know, I had Casey and or, uh, Washington in the under, and it was it was the nuts. <laughs> And they did that, and you lost, and then, so yeah. And then you're sitting there. I mean, there are other crazed results. I I had the one. Remember the Jacksonville-Cleveland game, guys. I mean, this is the beauty. We do this, and but if, these are things that you remember. These are moments you remember. Well, the Jacksonville-Cleveland game, real quick. The Jacksonville-Cleveland game. I, I, and I'm like, never again. I you, you're just like this Cleveland team. They're they're driving to win the game. Uh, against jacksonville going this is a game where they're gonna hey i got one or two chances left to win a game this year this is the one they're driving for the win the kid gets sacked and fumbles and they blow the whistle jacksonville picks it up they're gone for a touchdown they blow the whistle messed up the call so they said well the whistle blew but jacksonville gets the ball and you're saying you just dodged a dart like oh you got a lucky one you got a break what do they do? They hold them on three downs, they put it down to the 10-yard line, and the kid fumbles it again into the end zone, and <laughs> the Jack's got it. It's like the, the stuff that happens at the end of these games is amazing. Well, it is amazing, you
1: know, and, and the whole concept for me is that it, that's why you can take advantage of having two – Two or three different plays on the same game—the first half, yep. the full game, and the second half—and because, like, for instance, yesterday the game he was talking about, Arizona State, they covered that second half with ease. But what was that
2: result on the main spread, Mike? It was a thirty-seven and a half point spread. They only won by thirty-four. So if you just took them on the spread before the game, you lost.
1: Yeah, and then you know, so you know, this goes back to you can you could be in, you can if you are on the game you can get some of your money back and this goes back to if you're listening and i say it again the purpose of this it's fine to go over past results but treat your betting as a business get away from the emotions even though you Brian are admittedly a hockey fan you know we have to force clients to play hockey we have to force clients to play uh international soccer and a stockbroker wouldn't force somebody to trade a dow stock versus a nasdaq stock and that's what we're if you're listening that's the correlation each sport think of it as a different market or a different exchange and, 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 if and you're
0: you brought up the, the hockey and like you said it doesn't matter uh you know what the sport is uh but there are segments of seasons there are specific matchups and we're seeing a lot of goals totals are are a very very sound way to approach hockey um because you're right over the course of 60 minutes. Now, yes, a goaltender can beat you, but there were two games yesterday. One was a day game. It was Carolina and uh, Toronto, and the total in the game was five and a half. and Austin Matthews has been out. Well, the Leafs have been struggling offensively the last little bit, but all of a sudden here comes the team, Carolina, that all they want to do is skate like the wind up and down the ice, and the final score of the game is 8-1. People say, oh, their last three you know, games, they can't score. But that they're, matchup, it's, you know, they're going to go up and down the ice. But if you're listening and you're
1: doing your own research, look, most people that call our offices to get sports analysis, sports information, sports recommendations, and to be told how much to bet and what to bet, they're not. It, it's not their first rodeo. They're trying to do the work on their own, or they may have been unsuccessful with another service. But here's the thing. Stats and trends, and I agree with what you're saying as a whole. But you got to look at each and the, each game individually, based upon the the work that a, a, a company like ours does. Yesterday, well, that, that's we what I'm
0: saying days. about that game yesterday. Is that well, the, yeah, the total guess, on the but, game was five and a half? When any Toronto game for weeks and weeks and weeks on end has been six. They made it five right. and a half because their best player was out, and they had played three low scoring games. So you're saying, oh, they're playing three low-scoring games. Well, wait a minute. The team they're about to play, their style of play will enhance the opportunities for Toronto to revert back to what they're capable of. Instead of just blindly Five. saying, oh, they're on an understreak, you had to understand what the matchup was.
1: What I will say and I'll give out a little free advice, I, don't, I won't give out a free selection, is that this year with the totals, and I'll use the two selections that we gave out to clients yesterday, the line makers have been very good with their money lines on the over-unders. So, for an example, yesterday I had the under five-and-a-half goals in the Buffalo-Boston game, but I had to pay for it to the tune of 135, 35 cents.
0: 3 nothing in the final. The,
1: right. I had the over in the Winnipeg jets Nashville Predators game to the tune that I had to pay 20 cents. And so what they, you know, it amazes me because I don't look at the money lines when we're dealing with our guys that run these math programs. I mean, I don't, I'm not looking at the VIG. They're, and they come out and they say, under, over. And then I have never, I'm never getting the, the break in the last couple of weeks where I'm getting the plus money. Or the even money. I'm always having to lay the money because it's like, man, the line makers were already sharp enough to know which side. If we did all the work and the numbers fell into place, hey, we're gonna make you pay for you doing the work. You're gonna have to lay thirty-five cents instead of (laughs) ten.
0: Well, and I I think the other thing is, I think the uh, we're seeing that hockey's becoming more prevalent, and I think uh, even more sharp and professional players that probably never looked cross-eyed. Uh, At hockey, are are now on board with it. It's still, you know, it's number four on the list. Right, and I will
1: say this: I will say this that um, back to what I've said on a lot of shows. But I, for new listeners, we don't like to play defeatist dogs. What I mean, I don't like to take a position like people did with the Jets last weekend. I think it's too many points; they're going to win, they're going to cover. And what I usually do is I do a seventy thirty or an eighty twenty ratio on a dog, because I'm only playing dogs where my math program, um, a model has it where they have an opportunity to win out. To win outright. So yesterday... So, yeah, well, I don't want to take a dog thinking it's too many points they're going to lose by less than a number. So yesterday we had uh, two NBA games. It was a good night. The Wizards, which we just played the money line because we have a rule. Anything up to three, we lay the money line. We don't want to be watching a two-point or a one-point win. That really wasn't the game I was talking about. The game I was talking about, obviously, was the Kings. We had the Kings plus the nine, and then we had the Kings on the money line for 20% of the wager, plus 300 so the whole thing is that's where you get that extra pop to your bottom line, your ROI. I don't want to take the Kings and say, well, I think they're going to lose by seven. If I mean, it's nine points. It's three three-point shots. If you, you got to go into that with confidence. And if you lose, that, hey, this there's a good opportunity that this team could win outright. People get overly shocked, especially new clients. Oh, my God, you had a nine-point dog that won the game outright instead of understanding that a nine-point dog is a three, three three-point
0: shot. You see what I'm saying, Brian? No, absolutely. I'll tell you what we'll do, boys. Uh, We'll invite people to check it out, 1-800-209-1679, 800-209-1679, sportsinsiderradio.com. We're with you in Las Vegas, gearing up for a busy holiday weekend, bowl season, week 16 of the NFL, college hoops, the NBA, the NHL, Uh, golf is going to return. Uh, January 4th over in Kapalua. If it's on the board, you can find some opportunities. Check it out, sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679. We'll be right back. 1-800-209-1679.
3: Don't stall. Make the call 1-800-209-1679, 1-800-209-1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. and don't stall make the call call 1-888-201-4201 that's 1-888-201-4201 call now call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. that's www.johnsyndicate.com call now call free
2: hey this is former odds maker kenny white now on your side of the counter Go to OddsXFactor.com, where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to OddsXFactor.com. Easy
3: money.
0: All right folks we're back with you, Sports Insider Radio Check out sportsinsiderradio.com 1-800-209-1679 800-209-1679 Brian Blessing with you. John and Mike joining us as we gear up for what's terrifying, fellas, week 16 in the NFL. And you know it's near the end when we get some Saturday football games. And we got one right in your backyard, boys.
2: Yeah, I mean, with with Baltimore at home, we have the Colts coming in town. But look at that number. I mean, it's 13.5 right now. Um, it had opened up at 12.5, so obviously people are hammering the Ravens. And, you know, The fact is the Ravens do play their best football in December going into January. Right now they're one of the hotter teams out there, and they're not scared of teams like Pittsburgh or New England that they've beaten in the playoffs on the road before. And the Colts are coming in town, but that number is so high because, like we talk about all the time, if that number goes over that key number of 14, we're going to try to middle the game because Indianapolis is not just going to roll over, and any team in the NFL that's getting that big of a number, just like last week with the Jets, against the Saints. The Saints were, on paper, the better team. But, again, any any given Sunday, you've you got to throw out the past results because that's such a high number. You can't just lay the wood and expect to just win every game. It would be, It's not that easy, Brian.
0: No, no. And, John, I say this, too. Um, if we're talking about the gray areas and the intangibles that exist in bowl season, here we get to Week 16 of the NFL. Uh, you've got teams even that are in the hunt – That have scenarios where the game this week is not the end of the world for them. Then you have other teams who are going, well, what's the price of winning a football game here if there's a franchise quarterback waiting for me in the draft next year? Uh, That's why for so many years... And it even bleeds into week 16, at least that thought process to some degree. Some games in week 17, you know, you got games that are off the board, you know, for the longest time during the course of the week because no one knows who the heck's going to play. Do they even want to be there? Uh, week 17 is a circus act.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is. And like I said, you know, my old thing is to pick and choose your spots carefully. If you're going to treat it like it's the beginning of the season, you know, it's just like in the the MLB when you're going towards the the World Series and you have – teams that are spoiler teams, you know. They're, they're just playing as they got no reason other play than to, to be a spoiler and to show uh, good faith. You know, people keep thinking, that. you know, I will say one thing and correct, I'm not correcting you, just my opinion is that I think Cleveland's goal is to not win any games. Not that if this is the week they're going to win, they're going to win. I think it's like let's get that number one draft choice and let's never win and i think that that's why most of the sharp money has been getting killed with cleveland because about you know eight games in it was all over but the shouting and you know they've only covered three games against the spread and uh... it's not like they're one of these bad teams that are covering because they have inflated numbers. They give them inflated numbers and they still don't win. So you have to look for teams to be bucking, to be riding teams because you think they might get this good win. Or you think w- I'm more inclined to think like w- the business of betting and the business of the NFL and free agency and getting good players is more important than you know them looking to win a game. Another thing, really, to digress for a moment is you got to look at these bowl games since there's bowl games every day, and you've got to not only look at the number. But look at the location. Do you think this Friday, Brian, when UAB squares off against Ohio on a key number of seven, they're going to both be super pumped? Or do you think they might have had a great night meal the night before in lovely Nassau, Bahamas? I mean, that's the stuff. That most people, these are kids. A lot of them have never left their their area where they went to school, other than where they came from, and now they get to go to the Bahamas. And, for
0: and, a few days? And, and, now, I'm, I, is, you know, no saying that this is what's going to happen, but uh, in past years, the games that have been played down there, you know what they end up to, to, to turn out to be? They're like the Pro Bowl, because I think what you're saying it makes absolute complete sense that, you know, these guys are running around making fancy plays, but no one's making any tackles. I mean, it's not like... Exactly. You know? So, I mean, there's something to be said for that. The line if, did go from 57
1: to 59 already. Yeah. But, you know, I was just making a point. You look at the geography... Sure, you have other bowl games like uh, tonight. You have, if you're listening to the show live, the Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas, and then you have St. B- Petersburg, Florida. But when you get into, it, and the flip side is when you look at a game like Boise, Idaho, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl on Friday night as well. You're talking about polar opposites. Literally, it could be snowing in Idaho, and it'll be 100 degrees in the Bahamas.
0: Well, no, and, and so when you're yeah, no, and, and the and the other thing, I, and again, it's not a prerequisite that this is actually how things are going to play out. But I think you can rest assured, I can speak volumes to you on two teams. When we say, who wants to be in these bowl games? Um, You know, some teams just deflated. Uh, They had such high aspirations to go to some big fancy bowl, and they don't end up there. They don't even show up. But I can guarantee you, well, you got a game Friday, UAB in uh, in Ohio, and then on Saturday, Appalachian State is playing Toledo, I can tell you for sure, I know UAB, a football program that was just, they pulled the plug on it a year and a half ago. You know they want to be there, and you know Appalachian State loves every opportunity they get to get well, it on the spotlight.
1: The betters obviously, are with you on that one because the line opened at 8. It's down, crossing the key number of 6.5.
0: Yeah. I mean, motivation, so, you know, we, awesome. we, we know they're motivated. There are many teams we don't know if they're motivated.
1: Right and uh, but again that's another but I think especially when you see these totals flying all over the place you have to take account more so than ever where the games are actually being played that app state game is going to be played at the uh it in mobile alabama um, and you know again I'm looking to see how many beside that Boise Idaho where you're looking at some really cold weather oh I mean you know it's really all warm environments you have the um Detroit Michigan um quicken bowl on tuesday december 22nd but for i would say it's really geared towards uh the south we have the military bowl on december 28th here in annapolis maryland um you got the uh, the pinstripe Bowl. i'm more keen to looking for sharp unders where the weather's cold because again any game can fly over you know they always say when a game starts you're automatically winning with the dog and the under
0: well, and Mike, I would even say to you, that I mean, there are other things. And, again, at least it's a starting point, but they are intangibles and things you have to consider when you're trying to make a decision. And you've got Army and San Diego State. Well, Army is a tough team to prepare for if you only have a week to prepare for them. San Diego State has a very good defense. They'll have extra time to prepare for that running game from Army. And, oh, by the way, Army season is already a massive Rock is success because they beat Navy.
2: Well, and I was, you know, it's funny. I was just going to bring that game up specifically because, and you had just happened to talk about it, but with Army, they already won their so-called Super Bowl yeah. because they beat Navy, and that, that, like, gut-wrenching win with snow and they put everything into it. This is a perfect opportunity for a letdown game. It's, this doesn't mean, I don't care what they say, it's a bowl game. They're, Super Bowl, their bowl game was last week. So now they're talking about coming in, playing against, you know, an opponent that is completely different style that could open it up. And, look, I I say this, and I'm not saying we have a play on the game. If San Diego puts up points and they get a lead in the game, Army doesn't have the capability being down by 14, being down by 17, because the way that they run their offense, if they're behind, they're in trouble because their (sighs) passing attack is not going to beat
0: san diego state and that, and that is a that great no that's a right. great point john let me just follow up on that and throw it at you that's a great point knowing that the army's prowess is to hang around be there run stop the run but if a team like army gets down in a game and the clock becomes their enemy uh and it's not something that they're generally good at that there is a distinct opportunity based on having watched the first half to know what is what maybe is is likely to happen in the second I, half, I, I, correct?
1: But I, I do got, I want to jump to the Hawaii Bowl, and I'm, it's very important. Here's why: Do you know the number one team against the spread in college football this year, Mister Blessing?
0: I would imagine it's probably somebody who's in the Hawaii, Bowl. Fresno State, ah, Fresno say?
1: State, ten to. And one only to be tied with Iowa State. And guess what the third team is off-topic is Buffalo. Buffalo is the number third team against the spread in the nation for us sports bettors. So here's the thing. you got a team getting two-and-a-half points. I'm going to repeat. Getting two. I'm not giving you this selection, but it's, I find it humorous. you got a team that's 10-2-1 against the spread, getting two-and-a-half points in lovely Honolulu, Hawaii against Houston. I'm still scrolling the whole time I'm talking to you because I have a, a computer program that shows me that against-the-spread records. They are, they are number like 30 in the country. They're 6-5 against the spread. Now, I know you're going to give me the strength and schedule and all that good stuff, but, again, just on those numbers alone, how could you not take Fresno well, State and, and grab I, that after
0: three? I'm not going to give you the strength of numbers, and I'm going to. here's what I'm going to give you. Many teams go to Hawaii, and they don't know how to deal with it, and they go over there, and they go bananas, and they're basking in the sun and all the stuff, and the football game, uh-oh, we're not ready to play the football game. Here's what I'm going to give you. How about Fresno State plays in the Mountain West? Fresno State, with regularity, goes to Hawaii. Fresno State, on exactly. November 11th, went to Hawaii and won thirty-one right. twenty-one. So they have already exactly. gone through that regimen. It's not their first rodeo. For this, exactly. not their first rodeo over there. Now, that might sound trite. Like, well, what does that mean? you got to block and tackle. Trust me. If we're talking about uh, what you said with the Bahamas ball, Hawaii's right there. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a five-hour flight. And so the whole thing is when I look at games like that versus Alabama on New Year's Day, those games are more compelling. These little obscure, can't really say it's obscure college football. The smaller but teams, smaller football, conferences, the smaller teams that, when you say these teams really don't want to be there. When I'm looking at the betting numbers, you know we're trying to make a living in the sports market here from a betting business point of view. And you, and literally you got I don't know if Iowa State's in the bowl, but basically the only team better equal not there's no team better than Fresno State against the spread. Only equal is Iowa State. So I haven't looked and see if they have a bowl yet this year, but that'll be another compelling matchup to look at. If if you're going to take the position of making money, not worrying about, because um, everybody I talk to when it talks about bowl games, they're, all they care about is the Alabama game and
2: the Georgia game, and that's it. Image Alabama-Georgia. Alabama-Georgia are like a bad, you know. And, John, you know, just to touch base on that as well, We have a lot of listeners that are hearing our radio show, maybe for the first time or repeatedly. It's we talk about and we break down these games, but it's not as easy as just taking aside. We're here till halftime of the last game on the board trading. That's the purpose of how we make most of our money is being in the actual element of knowing that even if we have a play on the game and it's not playing to our advantage or the power rating was not exactly correct, we'll buy back and we'll at least save the wager by playing the second half. So it's not as easy as just hearing a trend that they're going to Hawaii or hearing a trend that it's a letdown game. It's so much more to that. Absolutely. And that's what you know, you don't want to just unload on Fresno because you heard this uh, good information on the line for free. But
1: you need to take this in advantage. If you're obsessed with Alabama, you're obsessed with Georgia. Um, is Georgia still getting points, Brian? I haven't looked.
2: They're laying too.
1: Thank you, Mike. <laughs> They're laying They were getting one the last time I was at the window, Brian. <laughs> got to keep moving. Brian, they were getting one, and I didn't fire off. Uh, I wanted to wait. You know, this is all kind con- that when you're trying to, we always say, you and I say not what you bet when you bet. And, I, Brian, the last time I was in studio with you, I could have got Georgia plus one and a half on the strip.
0: Mike, you're my hero kid. <laughs> Thanks,
1: bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he
0: didn't have to look for that line. Well, he just like, yeah, that he just, that just, like, throws this, like, dart out there. <laughs> Mike Redskins. Well, you know, me. again, there's... Uh, so, thanks, the, there's, there's so
1: many... Uh, but there's so many games. Th- but, you know, think about that, how that could turn into, from a winner to a loser. Let's say Georgia loses the game by one, and I could have been in Vegas two weeks ago, left your studio, went over, got them plus one and a half or two. Now they're laying two. That's a four-point flip. So if you guys are listening yeah. to that out there where it doesn't sound like it's a big deal, it's a very big
0: deal. Well, in let's go back to the NFL here for the closing moments. uh, It's kind of following up on what you're saying there about some of the college football games. In many respects, what you're trying to do here is to make sure you're ahead of the number and get the very best of the number. And, Mike, the NFL, we've been talking about this now for the better part of the year. uh, Of a year. And not just this year. In last year, we noticed this. Basically, you could almost make the NFL numbers in your sleep. Last year... It turned into from a week-to-week situation where numbers got completely skewed based on the previous week's result. Forever and a day, and I'm going to throw one game at you this week. How about the Buffalo-New England game this week? Well, the the one I want to talk about is forever, it was Baltimore-Pittsburgh, their blood rivals, you just hung the home team three, and the game always fell three. did Didn't matter, you know. I don't know which team would win, but the the line was the home team three and get on with your lives. Well, earlier this year, or just a few weeks ago, you got Pittsburgh, a six-point favorite. Well, what happens? It's Baltimore-Pittsburgh. The final score of the game is 39-38. Now, this week, we got Atlanta in New Orleans... And I'm telling you, that's as close to, not physically, but, but from a score perspective, Atlanta and New Orleans is like Baltimore-Pittsburgh, where usually whoever has the ball last wins, and here's New Orleans a five-and-a-half-point favorite, Mike. Now, I'm not saying that New Orleans can't win by 17, uh, but it's just it's based on, uh, you know, sometimes you're sitting there going, why is this number so volatile?
2: Well, I mean, and again, New you got to throw out that last game, but just to the over the big picture is and we've been talking about this angle as well when you play these tough teams the next week and you're beat up chances are you're going to have a little bit of a letdown like last week and i know i'm just changing gears a little bit when we talked about when seattle and jacksonville played and jacksonville punched seattle in the mouth and then the next week they're coming with some injuries and literally last week The Rams, it was their playoffs on the line. If they lost last week, they might be squeezed out of the playoffs based on no matter how many wins they have with the scenario with so many teams in the NFC doing well. They had to come in there and just brutally beat them up and win. Not only did they win, they blew them out. So, again, you literally have to find the right spots throughout the season. It's not as easy as just taking a game, looking at a game, and taking a home team or a favorite. You have to follow statistics as well as finding out if the line is really wrong in the game. And the thing is,
1: back to your this Buffalo New England game, which in, intrigues me because people like to take the points plus ten, and people like to um, I, this goes back to the Jets game last week. This is where I would say you got to take Buffalo plus the eleven and a half points. Expect New England to win, but don't expect New England to cover if everything lines up the way it should be. What's your thoughts on that?
0: Well, historically, Buffalo plays them tougher in New England than they do at home. The other thing is. Um, Buffalo gets a free roll here because no matter what happens, at the end of the day, they've got to beat Miami in the final week of the season for tiebreakers when they're dealing with Tennessee, San Diego, and Baltimore. And New England could be uh, sitting on a letdown after the Pittsburgh game. But nobody's expecting Buffalo to walk in there and win this game. Uh, But their defense... Uh, is actually capable of creating turnovers. And, you know, the, the, it's a very inflated and number. But believe And me, that's why the number opened at 13, and now it's at eleven and a half. and but, but literally, even if Buffalo, the reality of it is every scenario that people are talking about for Buffalo to make the playoffs is them losing this game, and then what do they got to do? They got to beat Miami, and then all these things have to fall into place because they can win out. They can win out and still miss the playoffs. It just comes down to they need to win one of the last two to have the scenarios kick in for them to make it, so really they're sitting there going, "Our best shot's going to beat beat Miami in two in two weeks." They're playing with house money. They could be doing all kinds of trick plays and, and nonsense, taking a free roll here.
1: That's true, and then also the Seattle game. Seattle got embarrassed at home against the Rams, and then they traveled to Dallas. Dallas has been getting it done in the second half of a lot of their games. But I go and Elliott comes back, right? But see, that goes back to. Aaron Rodgers coming back, and it didn't matter. So that goes back to that kind of affects the cohesiveness yep. of a no lot of doubt. teams. People act like you're going to just plug in Rodgers last week and get the win.
0: Well, how that work out for I, Well, listen, pal, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, I said this yesterday. I said, this will sound insane. I mean, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is back, uh, and you're still breathing. You take your best shot, but in a weird way, um, and it's no fault of, it's not no blame being assigned to Aaron Rodgers, but he was rusty. And Hundley had actually gotten to the point where he was playing good, and the Jamal Williams kid was running the ball, and they had found a little groove. And now Rodgers came back, and they're throw, 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 and it didn't work. Now Rodgers is out, so the number goes haywire the other way. But Hundley was actually playing good, I mean, in a weird way, uh, because Rodgers isn't 100 percent. He was rusty, as crazy as it sounds. Green Bay be be more efficient with Hundley anyway, but the number's going the other way. Right. And and regarding the Dallas game, go ahead, Mike. Well, just to talk about that game last
2: week and just what we did, we had Carolina. For the actual spread, it was an advantage for Rodgers to be back because earlier in the week the number was much higher and then it was lower because of Rodgers. But that injury in itself, the one thing that he didn't have is strength he the rustiness wasn't even a factor it was he did not have strength on the ball based on that collarbone injury and those three interceptions were all short and you knew that it was going to be a high scoring game if he's going to throw the ball much they went away from what worked like you said with Hunley weeks prior and they got away from it when you throw the ball 50 plus times in the game we all know the scenario and the, basically the formula you're not going to win if you throw that much you have to establish the run
0: All right, sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. Closing couple of moments, fellas. Um, I wish everybody out there a very happy holiday season, Merry Christmas. But there's going to be sports, sports, sports this holiday weekend. And then, of course, the following week, we get New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. There's a lot on the docket.
1: Absolutely. Like I told you, we're going to celebrate New Year's Eve on a, a New Year's Day on January 5th after all the games are
0: over. <laughs> you, you, do, do you, wear the, you wear the little hat and you got the got the horn and all
1: Yeah, Actually, you can go all the way to January 8th with the national championship uh, game, um, which will basically take you to January 8th. And like I said, if you're listening, it doesn't matter whether it's hockey, basketball, baseball, college or pro, or international soccer. The money's green. It all spends the same.
0: All right, guys. Listen. Uh, always great fun. Uh, will you guys will be swinging back out to Vegas? When are you going to be back out this way?
1: I will actually be there for the championship game. I'll be in your office on the day after the championship
0: game. All right, fellas. Happy holidays to you. And we invite folks to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. Call 800-209-1679. That's one 800 209 one six seven nine. Check it out. Sports Insider com. Happy Holidays.